This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the $100 is Rich Jones. Okay, Rich Jones, he is stuck in corporate. He wants to break free. He's binging on the show. For your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday morning, simply subscribe to the podcast right now on iTunes and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Folks, many of you heard I made a big league acquisition of a business. NathanLacka.com forward slash send later is the name of the business. And I didn't want to give up equity to a developer because I'm a business guy. So what I did is I used a website to find a guy named He Shiming. I paid He over $12,000 to help me build send later. And the site that I am using now is called Topdoll at NathanLacka.com forward slash T-O-P. T-A-L. I will build Send Later into a big business and I will take it public by the time I turn 30. I'll tell you more later on in the episode. Top Drive, this episode 431. Coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to hear from Josh Ledgard. He bootstrapped his SaaS company and just hit 75 grand in monthly recurring revenue via viral campaigns and over a thousand monthly paying customers. Top Tribe, good morning. Nathan Latke here, joined by Nathan Putnam. And he really believes in building people. His motivation and fulfillment come from deep, trusting relationships relationships that he has built over time. Currently, he is nerding out at his company called Monumetric, all about data analysis and optimization strategies that unlock significant earning potential for the people that publish content online. He is democratizing the ad technology that drives performance for both advertisers and publishers what we don't he says what we don't do i'm quoting this what we don't do is magic it's science we follow the data nathan are you ready to take us to the top i'm ready to take you to the top nate thanks so much for having me thank you now do a better job than i did at describing what you do at monumetric and how you make money yeah i mean basically we function as a bolt-on revenue generating partner for online influencers and publishers. So if you own and operate a web property where you're driving significant amounts of traffic um, and you would like to generate more money from those through, through digital advertising, uh, that's what we do. And so you know, we're, we're plugged in directly to all of the largest exchanges, direct relationships, and all the latest technology. And, and so that's how we function. That and, makes sense, right? Yeah, Without going too far down the rabbit hole. Yeah. What, what is your model though? So how do you, well, actually you said, let me quantify big audience. You said you work with people with quote big audience. What does that mean? Quantify that. Well, I mean, it, obviously that's, that's a relative term, right? I mean, and, and the amount of revenue that we're able to generate is obviously related to the amount of traffic that you're driving to your site. Our sweet spot is really, you know, publishers that are generating of around a million page views a month. Okay. Um, and, and anybody north of that, that's where our model really tends to shine. And how our many model is our model is we work on a direct rev share. And so we're bringing all of our ad technology to the table and monetizing your online real estate. Um, and we, we keep a piece and, uh, and the majority of it goes to the publisher. What is the, uh, sorry, how many current publishers are you working with here in September, 2016? Just over, just over 1,500. Wow. Okay. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. You know, not easy to gather all those people and get them in one spot, huh? It's kind of like herding monkeys. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. We actually, we don't, we don't want to call your customers monkeys, but no, they're no, difficult because they're, <laughs> they're busy, right? Everyone's very, very busy. Um, okay, let's talk about some of the economics because there's so many. I mean, one of my questions is why people use you over Google, right? Or sure. AdSense. Why? Answer that question. Sure. Well, I mean, it comes down to competition, right? And I mean, the entire ad world is it's moving to what's called programmatic ad exchanges, you know, where it's basically machine learning and, and algorithms that are buying and, and selling ads as opposed to people you know, using paper and fax machines. Um, where, where that's going is all of those exchanges function off of what's called a second price auction, mm-hmm. which just means that, you know, Apple may want to add, buy an ad to, you know, an ad that displays to you for five bucks and the next bid may only be 20 cents. That means Apple's going to be able to buy that ad for tw- 20 to 21 cents. Okay. Right. And so it's all about increasing that demand. Right. And so that's one of the key things that we do. The technology that we've developed is what drives up that demand. And at, and Google is, is our is our is our best partner, right? Like that we they are our best partner. They're also our biggest competition. Mm-hmm. The problem that you run into is if you're sending all of your all of your ad inventory into only one exchange, like an AdSense or even the Ad Exchange, which is also owned by Google, um, you're limited only to the demand that exists within those exchanges, right? And you're going to get the second price bid from those exchanges. Whereas if you can stack or force to compete multiple exchanges in real time together, that's what drives up your revenue. So that's what you're doing. You're creating more perfect competition to maximize prices that you can get your publishers. Yep. And, and it gets a little nerdy. It's a lot of spreadsheets. It's a lot of algorithms and things like that. But um, the gist of it is that. Yep. If you had to put your finger in the air, what percentage is humans in, in Excel versus machine learning and AI? Um, it's probably 50, 50. And, and that's because half of it is, is trying to learn enough and experiment and break things in Excel before we have to spend the dev resources to build yeah. it, to automate it. <laughs> yeah. And so we're trying to, we're trying to strike a good balance, uh, with that because it, it's an ever evolving kind of a crazy space, lots of consolidation, lots of moving partners and an emerging ad tech. So, I mean, it's, it's as complicated as, as any website can be. We have to find technology that, that not only optimizes, but runs well on those on those different types of websites and technologies. Nathan, so. I, I want to pull that lesson out real quick because there's so many business people I meet that say, I can't start because I can't find a developer or, or co-founder. And some of the most successful business people in almost every business, what they always do is they do the grunt work and it starts in Excel. And then when something is repeatable and works every time, you say you show the developers the process and you say you challenge them to then automate the process. It sounds like you guys kind of have that in a, in a flywheel almost. Yeah, we say nails and scale. That's what we say oh, day nice. in, day out. You nail it, you scale it. And yeah, that, that's where you break it, though. Like if we're going to fail, we want to fail fast. We want to fail cheap. And I want to fail in Excel 20 times a day. Yep, I love that. Nailed <laughs> and scale. That's great. Let's talk about um, uh, kind of story for a second. So what year sure. was the business founded in? 2014. Okay, 2014. Got it. Uh, I th- why did I have 2012? Did you? Is 2012 on your website somewhere? 2012 was when, uh, but I started a social marketing agency in 2012. That's when I started in entrepreneurship. So got it. What uh, revenue size did you grow the agency to before you stopped that and converted it to Monumetric? So it's still running, and the rate the, the agency it was kind of funny. I we started the agency when we were in grad school um, as part of an entrepreneurship class where you were graded on your on, on how much revenue you generated during the semester. Hmm. And that that was the whole point of the class. What'd so, you do? How much revenue? Uh, I mean, when we ran it for two years and, and I think the second year we were, you know, just a little bit over a quarter of a million dollars, super boutique. There's only three of us, but great. we paid, our, paid ourselves, made, made a lot of money for our clients. And it was prior to Facebook going public. And so in the, those early days, like it was killing it. It was Gold so mine. much fun. 
Yeah. But then as, as Facebook started to change, we started to get a little nervous and like profit margins were drying up. We had to work more with ad spends and it just, it got to where like, that's not the space we wanted to be in long-term. And, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what led us to where we are. We started doing a lot of influencer outreach and aligning brands with, you know, with influencers. And as we got to know our, our, basically our, our target clients, the more like those, those online influencers, we, we, we kind of uncovered that their real pain point was not getting traffic to their site. It was monetizing it. So, you know, let's go back because this is usually yeah. an embarrassing number. In 2014, sure. your first year in business, what was total revenue? Uh, 2.4 million. Okay, that's not bad at all, right? Usually I hear like not five grand bad. or 10 grand. Or, sure, sure. <laughs> you, had a, sure. you had an agency that you could kind of sell directly into in those relationships. Well, we lucked out as well. I mean, we, we got really lucky. We, we, we got a lot of really influential publishers up front and... By the time we came out, name of, a few just to put a face on them. So the six sister stuff is a really their 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 parent, their their dad and their uncle are actually my business partners. Uh, so they they are a lifestyle side. They're a lifestyle uh, publishing group. They they actually publish a lot of books. And they're they're in Walmart nationwide. They're coming out with a new cookbook this weekend. It's they're they're kind of crazy, but they're they're amazing uh, group of, of of women that have a, a super loyal following and. So what's that website, Nathan? SixSisterStuff.com. Okay, great, great. Um, and that, that was actually, you know, we were working with them when I was still on the, in the agency space. And, you know, we, uh, Camille is the oldest of the six sisters and her and I went to school together. We've known each other for years. And she, she, had, she was speaking at a conference we, that I was attending and she just talked about how, you know, we, all the tremendous growth through Pinterest and Facebook and all that stuff. And we were driving audience acquisition for, for brands, you know, and, and other companies. And so I was asking her like, Oh, do you know something I don't, you know, like, are you using any hacks or tools or algorithms? Or like, what do you, what, what are you tracking? She's like, we don't do anything. We just kind of post and hope. So you came like, in. Cool. I was like, yeah, well, you know, but if we can help you, we'll teach you everything we, we know. We already paid for all these tools. You're welcome to use them. Like just in the spirit of building a, you know, a better relationship. And we sat down with them and they started telling us a little bit more about their model. And like, we don't need more traffic to our site. Like we feel like we get a lot of traffic where we're kind of missing the boat is we're not, we're not able to monetize that traffic once it hits. And so mm-hmm. we spent several months doing some R and D work. I mean, we met with them on a Thursday. We moved in offices together the next Tuesday and just been running after it ever since. That's great. And we sat down to some R and D work. We doubled what they were making. And then we, we, we wanted to see if we could scale it. So we did a private alpha with 13 other publishers and when we were, when we came out of beta, we had 400 already signed up, ready to go. And it took us, frankly, six months to build out the infrastructure to even service those initials that signed up. So we were really lucky, really blessed. We kind of un- uncovered a very underserviced market. And so and that's so kind you, of how we got started. So that, that was one of your flagship kind of early customers, 2014, and ended up leading mm-hmm. to 2.4 million. That was top line revenue, correct? Yep. And then in 2015, what did you do top line? Six. Six. Okay. And I imagine your biggest cost is probably to these, some, you know, Google, you know, the, the folks that take a cut. Is that right? Well, I mean, our biggest cost is what we pay back to the publisher. So, I mean, because we're running on a rev share model, we deliver back, you know, between 70 and 80% of, of all revenue to publishers. Okay. Okay. I would love, and this is, I think, complex for a listener to grasp, myself sure. included. So I want to try and simplify this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I am, well, how many, you said you're working with 1500 quote sellers or publishers. How many buyers or advertisers are you working with? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, we have basically like tiers, but our top tier, uh, providers, there's six. Okay. They're that that are basically top tier where we're trying to work with them on almost every property. 
But then as we get more into the medium to long tail, uh, we're always testing new providers. We, we test probably eight to 20 providers, different providers a week. Okay. And 95% of those don't beat what we're currently doing. But beat in terms you know, of what? Per, per clicks and performance? performance. Yeah, it, it's performance. I mean, you have to look at it in terms of almost like a real estate play, right? If I'm going to allocate X number of pixels on this website in this prime location, this is, this is my return on that, on that real estate. And they have to be able to come in and beat what we're currently doing. And like I said, 95% of the time they don't, but it's worth our while because that extra 5%, we can nail it on that site. If we can replicate it across multiple sites, then we can raise everybody. So, so who's, a, who's, who's a publisher right now or a buyer that you have right now on the Six Sisters site? Oh, I mean, at, I mean, Google, right? Okay. We, we, we have a seat in the ad exchange. We also work with OpenX. So you don't actually, you just work with the networks then, not the actual, like you don't actually work with uh, P&G, the tooth whitening toothpaste. Yeah. So, so in the programmatic space, a lot of those premium brands uh, work through trading desks, right? And Mm -hmm. so the the, the trading desk is a demand side platform that services all the agencies that run all the campaigns. And so we're integrated with, with the five largest agency trading desks as well. But Walmart is an example where they just, they're one of the first major brands to launch their own buy seat in these exchanges um, and their first month was June in one of these exchanges. And we were their largest uh, supplier of traffic during that month. Okay. So, so let's do this. If Walmart spends a thousand dollars with you for mm-hmm. advertising on the six sisters website yep. of the thousand uh, dollars, tell what percentage goes back to the, uh, the seller six sisters. Um, about 80%. Okay. So, so, so $800 of the thousand is going to them. What percentage mm-hmm. is going back to Walmart? None. Right. Because no. that's what they're paying. Yeah, that, that's they're, they're, they're buying the inventory. So that's actually better for you. Right. In other words, if they were putting that thousand, that same thousand bucks through Google, you'd have to pay Google something. Right. Yep. Yeah. OK. So yeah, this which, is, which is why they made that move strategically is because they're so what you have to understand is about 60 cents out of every dollar that's spent on online advertising is eaten up somewhere in the middle. And so our play is to try to disintermediate that whole process. We may take 20 cents out of that dollar, but we think that everybody wins as we as we as we start to dis intermediate so yep yep okay yeah so on a thousand dollars spend um 800 goes to six sisters you guys keep uh 200 mm-hmm. okay um okay agency keeps 200 so if you look in 2015 what was total amount of ad spend that went through your platform that you managed um and what year did you say sorry 2015 last year 2006 Oh, six million. That, that's mm-hmm. the total. Okay, got it's it. Top line revenue. Got it. Okay, and then your cost structure on each of those dollars of the six million is dependent on if it's a direct relationship with Walmart or if you have uh, kind of platform expenses related to Google, right? Yep, that's correct. I see. Okay, this makes this makes good sense. Um, are you doing anything kind of on social, or are you only looking at website traffic? Right now, only only website traffic. The hard part about social, I mean. I mean, Google is launching their AMP product and Facebook does instant articles. And so we do monetize those types of pages. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the problem is, is if you are looking to, th- those are properties that are owned and operated by an entity and that entity can do whatever they want, whenever they want. Right. Yep. So like that was part of the reason why we, we, we got really disenf- dis- disenchanted with the agency space, especially around Facebook was, all they have to do is update their algorithm and then we've got to retool everything. Our business model has to completely shift and change. Makes like sense. In, in a way, you're digital sharecropping, right? And, and that's okay if you're using it to get out of the game, yep. right? Like Facebook, like, like five years ago, everybody was all about getting as many likes and followers on Facebook as they can because organic reach was like 
50, 60%. Mm-hmm. You know, right now it's like two to 3%, right? Yeah. Like yeah, that, that's, that's all the way down. And like people spent hundreds of thousands of, and certain firms spent millions of dollars to get all those followers. And now they're not worth anything. Yeah. Right. And so if you're going to digital share crop, use it in a way that reinforces that platform's business model, because then they'll help you. Like right now, if you're trying to grow an audience, put, put videos on Facebook because you'll get way better organic rates. And so just do that. Right. Yeah. But, but know that you're doing it with the intent to monetize it on something that you own and operate. Yeah. Right. And so like an email hmm. list, a website, whatever. Yes. Yes. So what and, is the, the good? No, no, I was just going to say like, and that's, we, we put on an annual conference called the build your blog conference for the last four years that was started by the six sisters. And we've been, we've been running it uh, for the last couple of years. And that's, you know, we bring in speakers and influencers from all over the nation to teach publishers kind of those best practices. And that's always like building email lists, right? Like owning your readership, building a following that you own and control. And at the end of the day, like it's what you, what you can monetize is what you own. Right. And so that, that's, what's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, obviously important points that conference, when's that conference? It's in February, February. Good. We'll it's link to in every February. Yeah. Cool. We'll link, we'll link to that in the show notes for sure. Uh, yeah, in terms of, in terms of your business history, monumetric, uh, funding, are you self-funded or bootstrapped or sorry, so or fund, funded? <laughs> yeah. So it's bootstrapped. I mean, it was, it's, it was built as a joint venture between my agency and the group, uh, that was kind of helping, helping some publishers run their business side. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms, in terms of that, we've had one convertible note at a hundred K and that's it. Yeah. So very little. And what's current team size? Uh, currently we have 41 full-time employees. Uh, where are you guys based? We're based in Farmington, Utah, which is just north of Salt Lake City. Very cool. Very, very cool. Well, yeah. hey, Nathan, people are going to want to follow your journey, I think, as you keep building this thing. Where's the best place for them to connect with you online? Really, LinkedIn is probably the best. Nathan Nathan J. Putnam, that, that's my my URL on LinkedIn. That's probably the best. I like. I would love to say that I'm super active on Twitter, but I'm not. So. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest about it. All right, great. Sure. All right, guys, very quickly, many of you heard I acquired Send Later at nathanlatka.com forward slash send later. And here's the thing. I don't want to hire a big team. I'm a business guy, though, so I need developers. So what I did is I found this little website. I found this guy named He Shiming. I paid him over $12,000 to help me keep building this business, which I will take public by the time I turn 30. So it's called Toptal. Okay, and what Toptal does, it's a network of elite pre-vetted software developers. Basically, I told Toptal what I was looking for. They search their network for the best people. They even test the candidates, which saves me time. And then they just said, Nathan, here, use this candidate. They meet your individual needs and boom, I'm off to the races. So once you pick someone on Toptal, you can start working with them the next day. Now, for my people, Toptal's offering a no-risk trial period that you can get at Nathan nathanlatka.com forward slash T-O-P-T-A-L. Again, nathanlatka.com forward slash Toptal to get started. This is perfect if you're a business person listening that doesn't know how to incentivize or find a technical co-founder. Go to nathanlatka.com forward slash Toptal and get started building your app now. Guys, we'll link to that in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top four, three, one. Again, forward slash the top four, three, one. All right, Nathan, it's time for my favorite part of the show. These are rapid fire questions called the cool. famous five. You ready? Yep. Number one, what's your favorite business book? But that's a tough one because I'm a humongous junkie. <laughs> I love the, I love the Toyota way. I love leaders eat last reality check, linchpin drive, start with why. Um, I mean, I'm a junkie. So awesome. That's a tough one. <laughs> Toyota way, reality check amongst many others. Number two, is yeah, there's... I, I need to get, 
at any given time, I have about four to five gigs of audiobooks on my phone. I love so. that. That's a good. Hey, that's a good thing. You always learn. And number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? A big fan of Brian O'Kelly, who's the CEO and co-founder and the, and the founder of AppNexus, which is a large ad exchange in the world. If you do some research on them through TechCrunch and others, they're if they went IPO, they would be one of the biggest IPOs in recent history. They're so you, a fantastic group. You're currently in acquisition talks with them, right? No, absolutely <laughs> not. No, we, we're in partnership talks because we love them and they they, they provide a great service. So I, I, was, I was trying to set a booby trap there for you. Yeah, right. right no, no, number, number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like FreshBooks? I love Slack. Yep. So all of the public channels, private channels, uh, and Reddit. So if getting really deep into like the, the, the really really affinity driven channels on the internet i think that's what the internet's all about so i love those number four yes or no are you getting eight hours of sleep every night no not no. not close and what's the situation though are you married single do you have kids i'm married got three kids wow um happily happily married have a great work-life balance uh but i'm i i've always thought that i was weird because i've never slept more than five or six hours a night my entire life i just i just don't sleep and I, there's been a lot of research to come out recently that it's actually a genetic thing that certain people need less sleep than others. So I, I, I've been tracking my sleep for three years on SleepBot on my phone. And I've, over the last three years, I averaged 5.1. That's great. And how old are you? 37. So, so last question here. Take us back 17 years, Nathan. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, I would sit myself down and I would say, look, stop listening to music as entertainment, right? Like you're only going to get out of your brain what you put into it, you know? And so if you're always putting into your brain, high powered, sophisticated information, that's what's going to come out when you open your mouth. And so I would try to set that paradigm as deep into my brain as I could, as early as I could, because it, it's, it's affected my life tremendously in a positive way. Top job. I love that message. Stop listening to music as entertainment. Remember whatever you put in your brain, that's what's going to come out from Nathan Putnam, who started his business in 2012 as an agency, 2014 pivoted it into Monumetric based off data and humans to really get better prices for their over 1500 publishers. They did 2.4 million their first year in revenue in 2015, did over 6 million, 41 folks based out there in Utah. Nathan, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nate. Appreciate your time. Have a great day. Thanks. If you enjoyed Nathan today, go back and listen to Sue yesterday. She did 400 grand in 2015 and is focused on doing half a million in 2016. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.